Welcome to The Oracle, a podcast for wild feminine wisdom channeled from the deep. I'm your host, Miriam Rupschitz, creatrix of Moonbody. I'm a guide for women sharing body-based teachings on the feminine. The Oracle brings you podcasts on womb wisdom, sacred sexuality, embodiment, and the women's mysteries. My prayer is that these conversations with my coven enrich, ignite, and inspire your relationship to the sacred feminine for a life of magic, pleasure, and power. Welcome, love. Welcome to episode 11 of the Oracle Podcast. This is your host, Miriam Ropschitz, founder of Moon Body. And this episode is all about the dark feminine, specifically my course, Dark Feminine Medicine, which is going into its fourth year this winter solstice, which is just a few days away. So in this episode, I wanted to do a few things. I wanted to speak about or tell the stories about how DFM came to be, the inspirations, the life events that brought this this offering into the world. And, you know, it has now seen more than 200 women pass through its gates. So it's really beautiful to look back on the creation of this course and think about when it was just a tiny little seed and actually to go further back and think about some of the formative experiences that it was created out of. And we're also going to hear some testimonials from previous uh, graduates, alumni of Dark Feminine Medicine and to hear a few words from them about their experience because you know, it is an unusual course. It's not a training. It's a seven-week underworld journey. And in this course, we go into the mystery together. And so it's really useful to hear what other women make of this quite abstract, quite unusual experience. So I'm looking forward to share those testimonials, their audio testimonials, you know. So it's it's lovely to have, I love the voice. And if you're an astrology geek, I have um, many planets in Mercury. Mercury, oh, a candle just fell off the shelf. Maybe you heard that. Do not be alarmed. <laughs> I have many uh, Mercury placements, Mercury being the, the planet of communication. And I'm very passionate about the voice, about what we can hear in people's voices, about how fascinating it is that there is this connection between the lower body, the generative primal organs, and the jaw, and the voice, and the mouth, and how there's this beautiful mirroring between the pelvic and jaw bones, and between the voice box and the vulva, and, you know, it's like our earth-based, that lower body, rooted, primal center is connected 
by the vagus nerve and the central channel to the voice. So I always find that just fascinating that our voice is giving sound to something that is much deeper and more intuitive. So I love to hear people's voices. And sometimes we read testimonials about something and, you know, we can't really, we don't know for sure that they're real is one part of it. And also just hearing the voice gives gives you a real feeling of of. Yeah, of the truth, you can feel, you can perceive the truth through the voice, I believe. So as always, I invite you to get comfortable. I am sat by my fire. My dog is curled up at my feet. I have a big pot of tea next to me. And I'm going to tell a few stories. I hope you find them interesting. I'm going to tell you a little bit about how dark feminine medicine came to be. I created this course in 2020, which was a strange year for many of us. For me, I was living in Portugal and I just moved from Switzerland. I just left a a long-term relationship and was by myself and had kind of escaped Switzerland because Um, I would have got stuck in a lockdown if I had stayed there any longer. So it was make or break. I needed to get out. Where am I going to go? I went to Portugal and I rented a beautiful stone farmhouse in the countryside in the kind of center north of Portugal. And suddenly I had all this space and time, space to breathe space to read, space to create. And I was looking around the world, excuse me, looking at the world around me and just seeing people as it, as it appeared to be going quite mad. Um, you know, and I'm somebody who has thought this thing <laughs> several times, many times in my life, but it was a real collective moment of madness. And For many people, it was as if death and the unknown was coming uncomfortably close to them. And we in the modern world, in the Western world, many of us have a very unhealthy relationship to death as this thing that we just try not to think about, this thing we fear, this thing we try and put off even though it is the only inevitable part of life. And within that, I tracked something that I've been tracking for years, which is this bizarre relationship to the dark that we have in many modern cultures, most modern cultures, where we are simultaneously enamored and titillated by the dark, and also we reject it and we denigrate it. And as my work is so centered around rites of passage, rites of embodied passage, like menstruation, like sexual maturation, embodied peak experiences like orgasm, all of the things that I've just mentioned require us to go into the mystery. You don't have 
an orgasm when you are occupying an everyday state of consciousness. It's not the same state of mind that you do your taxes in, something quite different. And during menstruation as well, many of us who study the menstrual cycle and teach on it understand how the bleeding days are a moment when we are occupying a different state of consciousness. It's as if the texture of reality is different somehow. And to go into these other places, these places beyond everyday consciousness, we have to surrender to the mystery. We have to be open. We have to be agile. We have to be curious. And we have to go into the dark symbolically. And this is what we were doing in 2020 as a collective. We were going into the unknown. We were going into the dark. We're going into a place that many of us were very fearful of. And I was looking around at the women I work with and noticing how much fear and confusion and kind of paralysis was going on. And I recognized this epidemic of resistance to the sacred dark. And when I started to read about the historical reasons why this might be, I happened upon the theories of when the goddess was buried, when the earth-based goddesses of the Paleolithic and Neolithic periods that had been worshipped for millennia as, you know, the first deities of the first humans, how they became buried, these lunar earth-based goddesses of blood and bone, and were replaced by solar gods and eventually by one solar god. So this switch of understanding the dark as something sacred and then recognizing it as something evil and sinister is really woven into human history. And as somebody who has unfortunately spent a lot of time with (laughs) a lot of uh, new age thinkers, I get to see this pattern up close in real life, in real time. And I am cheekily referring to periods of my life where I've spent uh, spent time living in spiritual communities, where this fixation on solar consciousness in the form of new age ideas about light prevail. And of course, light is beautiful. Light is life. We need light. We need sunlight. We need natural light. We need this brightness. It's, it's um, essential for our bodies to, to, to perform the processes they perform in order for us to be healthy and to break down nutrients and for women to have healthy circadian rhythms that enact healthy hormonal responses. So light is beautiful, but light, good, dark, bad is a very old, very damaging story. 
And this is one of the stories that I believe does the most damage to women because it starts to make women suspicious of these liminal spaces that we need to occupy. They are built into our basic existential makeup. We need to go into that sacred dark of the menstrual cave to rest, to descend. When we're giving birth, we need to go into this mysterious liminal realm of surrender where who knows what's happening, but, you know, whilst I haven't given birth, I listen with fascination to the stories of women who have and the psychedelic wild rides that they have been on. That always reminds me of ayahuasca, this feeling that you get during ayahuasca where it gets starts to get very intense and you start to think, Maybe I um maybe I'd rather just not do this actually. I'd rather maybe watch TV. <laughs> you know, at, at a point where that is no longer an option. And you either resist and you have a hellish experience, or you manage to meet that that edge and you soften into it and you let yourself be blasted open and off and around and Go wherever you need to go. So to recap, this resistance of the sacred dark, this rejection of the sacred dark, seems to me particularly dangerous for women. We need to ally with the dark and with this field of consciousness called the dark feminine, through whom we are initiated at these various rites of passage and, you know, beyond rites of passage as well. There are many different rites of passage than the obvious obvious ones of birth and menopause and menarche. One really core rite of passage for me in my life has been pregnancy release. And hopefully I will experience the rite of passage of giving birth to a baby, to a child. And I'm also very grateful for my experience of pregnancy release, which is a form of birth. So I had a very, very early pregnancy that I released safely, consciously, lovingly, softly, naturally at home by myself. And it it illuminated so many things for me. It crystallized my my understanding of the womb as this shamanic gateway into gnosis and wisdom. And it also took me on a wild ride into myself and into this underworld that is accessible through many different doorways and gates. Some of them require us to imbibe some kind of magical substance. I mentioned ayahuasca. And sometimes presence, sometimes a process is what takes us there. And that's what happened to me. And through this process, I I touched for the first time a presence that I call the dark goddess. 
And she came to me in this time of immense vulnerability and discomfort and of being in the mystery, of releasing a pregnancy. You know, I, I didn't know what that would be like. I didn't know how it would feel. I'd never done it before. And I wanted to make a ceremony of it, a ceremony of being with myself and holding myself lovingly and safely through something that women are always told has to be this horrendous, painful, awful experience. And that is simply not true. Women have been choosing to release pregnancies naturally and gently since the very beginning of time. And so as I went through my own process, this is many years ago now, this must be nearly 10 years ago, I called on that lineage of women before me who had already done this and they surrounded me and held me. And this presence of the dark goddess was so palpable as a force of this fierce love and this grounded earthy wisdom. And I will also say from my experience there is a real, how can I say it? There is a real no bullshit feeling emanating from this, this being where she doesn't need to exacerbate your stories. She's heard it all before. She's seen it all before. She knows what happens. She knows that whatever you're going through is really, it's going to be okay. And so I met her in this process and I touched this field of consciousness that I hadn't encountered before in this kind of way. And it shifted the entire trajectory of my life because what it did for me was it showed me how that many of these things that we are taught are bad and scary and awful have this initiatory potential within them. And that when we know how to work with the medicine of the mystery, they become powerful opportunities for us to deepen into who we really are. <laughs> I know that that can sound uh, a little trite. And listen, not everything is an initiation. Not every hardship is an initiation. And I think some of us use that word a little too generously and too liberally. But this for me was a clear initiatory moment of going into the sacred dark. And instead of finding fear and pain and torment, I found the fierce love of the dark mother. And as I'm saying this, my picture of the Black Madonna that I've hung above my log burner is very much looking at me. So going into the dark as a woman is a practice, a necessary practice. So many of us spend our whole lives trying to avoid it, trying to avoid illness, trying to avoid rest even. 
this is a really important and very subtle and kind of easily healed way that we reject the dark. I work with many women around their menstrual cycle and their womb. And an issue that comes up time and time again is this rejection of their bleeding days, which is a rejection of their yin. Yin is dark, cool, lunar, slow, moist. And as women, yin cultivation is absolutely central to our well-being on all levels, to our physical, emotional, spiritual well-being. It is how we stay sane in a hyper-yang reality. So that to me is always a really easy to spot indication of a woman who is rejecting the sacred dark, is what is her relationship like to rest? What is her relationship like to going into these liminal spaces that are part of her life? You know, I work with the menstrual phase in the work I do with my clients and in my own life as a period of sacred retreat. I look forward to it. For me, it's a time of fortification and renewal. And I welcome it. I welcome these yin spaces. So dark feminine medicine is a space where women choose to go into the sacred dark, where we choose to descend. And in our journey, we are mirroring the journey of goddess Anana to the underworld. In our first week, we work extensively with the myth of Anana's descent. And this myth is actually interwoven throughout the entirety of our experience because like Anana, we too are descending through seven gates of the underworld. In the story of Inanna's descent, she must descend through these seven gates to enter the underworld. And at every gate, she must remove a sacred item. These are known as the seven me. And each one is an item of value or beauty or sacred adornment that she treasures. And yet she's asked to give it up so that by the time she enters the underworld, she is naked and bowed low. And there's this element of vulnerability in our journey as well. We are taking off our armour symbolically, not to make us exposed, but to make us soft so that we can be moulded and shaped by the magic, the sacred dark. There's so much I could say about DFM and I will. But I'd like to hand over now to the voices of dark feminine medicine, to the women who journeyed with me in the third year of its history. And I've called on a handful of women who I know had particularly powerful experiences, just to say a few words freely. And this is what they want to say to you. this is Caitlin. I live in Canada and I was part of Dark Feminine Medicine 3.0. Dark Feminine Medicine came to me during a time where I was feeling off balance and 
I felt I needed to be nourished by a knowledge that I knew and I held inside of me, but didn't have that key to access. It was from a place of vulnerability and desire for learning that I reached out and I saw Miriam's course. And during the dark months of winter, it was such a welcome embrace to fall deeper into the dark with the guidance, support, and compassion from Miriam and the sisters in the class. It taught me about the special relationship that we have as women with the sacred dark. I think dark feminine medicine changed me in regards to feeling more connected with the dark goddesses the earth and her cycles, my own cycles, and a genuine connection to other women and our truth. Understanding the heartbreaking history of women in our patriarchal society really helped me understand the historical effects and the negative associations that we have with women and our bodies and how this affects our own perception of worth, belonging, and sexuality. I now feel much more connected with honoring my body and my bleed in a way I never really thought would be possible before. I now feel strong, powerful, and empowered to take that trip down to the underworld. I loved getting ready for class, pouring myself a good cup of tea, and getting cozy for time with Miriam and the other sisters in the class. The course material was such a wealth of information that I completely absorbed and continue to absorb the content, even though the class has ended. The insights and the shares from everyone in class was so beneficial. Everyone is at such different stages of their journey, and there was just so much to learn from everyone's different and unique experiences. I feel very privileged to have been part of hearing their stories and sharing mine. I'm so grateful for Miriam's offerings. And even though I took the course a year ago, I carry the knowledge from the course with me daily. And I really look forward to more offerings with Miriam. Hi, my name is Ana Alicia Montano. I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. I'm a psycho-spiritual and embodiment coach and guide. And I was part of the Dark Feminine Medicine 3.0. I'll try to keep this as succinct as possible because there's a lot for me to say regarding my experience with dark feminine medicine and Miriam, but I found that the dark feminine started coming into my field around, I'd say, September 2022, and it wasn't long after I found Miriam's course and I felt an instant need to dive into that because this has been a topic that's so foreign to me but I was feeling it so alive in my body and I felt that there was a lot that I needed to learn and from following Miriam on social media she felt like the perfect teacher in terms of her embodiment of this work and her knowledge so I think dark feminine medicine is still unfolding in my life during the During the program, I made some really massive changes. And I think one of the biggest things that it unearthed in me is my relationship to my sexuality and my sensuality. And also to releasing the constraints I had on myself um, pertaining to my sexuality and my sensuality and my expression of it. 
Now, one thing I have to say, I'm still, you know, learning how to hold this frequency and, and getting a feel for how it how it fits in my body and my particular flavor. So there's a lot, you know, a lot still shifting and moving there. But one thing that became really pertinent was learning about Inanna and Lilith, um, those two goddesses in particular. I found for this whole year of 2023 that I've basically been living out the myth of Inanna and I don't think I would have had some context clarity or understanding of this process I've been undergoing if it wasn't for this for this course um, also too Miriam was so helpful in terms of the materials that she provided us with not just in the course but actually reading materials and stuff like that and you know sometimes it's really funny you start somewhere like say with this course and then all of a sudden there's more breadcrumbs that kind of lights up and you start to kind of follow them and one thing leads to another and that's kind of what unfolded for me with dark feminine medicine it seemed like this course was the starting point to a deeper unfurling and like i mentioned earlier it's it's one that's still in the i'm, I'm still undergoing this process um but it's really it's really helped me understand what the dark feminine medicine is like it's given me the permission to allow that medicine in and not be fearful of it because you know like what what you hear about outside in society and things like that versus like what you learn in this course it just there's something that lands down to your bones on a cellular level where it's like you you start to it's not like you're learning it's like you're remembering something and i found that was one of the most crucial things about this course was the remembrance of these teachings of the dark feminine and really starting to open myself to that frequency and the medicine of the dark feminine and it's funny because a year later now, um, it actually feels more like a home base and a home frequency. Um, like I said, I'm still, you know, learning the ropes of it and being schooled in it. <laughs> and that's totally okay. Um, I'm a Scorpio and I'm loving it. <laughs> so I would highly recommend this program to anybody who's thinking about it. If it is that you feel the call, you know, answer it hands down answer it miriam is a fantastic teacher in so many ways and like i mentioned earlier she really embodies what she's teaching and that makes all the difference in terms of how the teachings come through her and how they land in you hello my name is lindsay Worlin. i'm a photographer mentor and creative director I was part of Dark Feminine Medicine round three, and it was an incredible experience of really getting to know the Dark Feminine. It was my first introduction into more of the Dark Feminine essence energy. I was not very well known with the goddesses, which they really helped anchor in parts of the Dark Feminine for me, and it was incredible to see how leaning into the dark leaning into the void and leaning into the spaciousness really allowed me to soften more and not have so much resistance to these 
times of of more slowness, darkness, space. And as someone who's been going into my moon cave for years, I never knew really why I enjoyed it so much, but through dark feminine, I really got to see how natural it is for us women to go into the darkness and really see it's it's not the bad it's not ugly it's not evil the dark is actually so nourishing and it completely shifted my perspective on just letting myself lean into these spaces and appreciating the quietness appreciating the dark and as far as my embodiment i definitely felt like i i became much more grounded in myself i felt a lot more leaned back after going through the journey it was less of this pushing and forcing and trying so hard but instead just being very anchored into my being very the feeling of being grounded in the sense of like in my womb space the darkness of the womb and it has been incredible it's actually just unraveled more and more as i've gotten to know the dark feminine the dark feminine just continues to be such an initiation it, it really was just the start and after that i just could not see things the same ever again i can see now how much we fetishize the light and the bright and the high vibe and all that and it just set a foundation for me to really just be anchored into the dark feminine and just be so grounded and embodied as a woman and it's something i keep coming back to again and again but it's set such a beautiful foundation it's like whenever this topic comes up with women i'm always recommending dark feminine i just had a friend of mine who through conversation this came up and i told her i was like you gotta just sign up and she did she did and i'm so happy for her to go on this journey as well we love it when we actually go through some of the courses together because it's just such a beautiful way to connect as women over these very beautiful parts of ourselves that have been cast to the side because of society and just the way we grow up and so to be surrounded by other women who are also on this journey it just amplifies the energy in such a beautiful way so thank you so much Miriam this was, was such a beautiful journey it is something that I will forever be grateful for and it will forever be a foundational piece to just like who I am as a woman as an anchor into anything I do in my life be it you know, in my relationships, be it in my business, my personal life, just the way I move in life is just different after the dark feminine. So thank you so much. Hello, my name is Jessa Rose, and I am a holistic women's psycho health practitioner and educator. I was a part of Dark Feminine Medicine 3.0, as well as being a part of Dark Feminine Medicine 2.0. I decided to join 3.0 again because I had such a transformative experience in 2.0, but I wanted to integrate it even further. The experience that I had overall was the complete reformation of what it means to be a spiritual woman in this world. 
I had already done so much work of decoupling myself from the patriarchal father God and the sky traditions, but something still felt a void inside of me and I didn't know where to find the true feminine spiritual connection that I was seeking. And it came through dark feminine medicine as Miriam revealed the connections that we can find to all the goddesses, as well as the truest part, the most important part of my journey, which was truly connecting to that void, not as a place of emptiness, but as the dark mother that exists in all things and flows through the entire universe and makes up every single bit of the world that we see and interact with every day. So yes, it completely transformed my spiritual relationship to my entire life, which flows into every layer of my life, my spirituality, my practice, as well as the work that I do to support and hold my clients and other women on their own cycle healing journeys every single day. So thank you so much, Miriam. And to anyone who's considering joining, yes, say yes if your heart and womb pulls you towards it and answer the call. Answer the call of the void and come home to the dark feminine medicine within. Hi there. My name is Sylvia and I am a legally ordained reverend priestess through the Fellowship of Isis. I am a transformational coach and uh, just carry uh, the legacy of the Blue Rose and I am so happy to be part of this podcast so that I can share with you really quickly just how DFM, Dark Feminine Medicine, has actually shaped my life into becoming what I am today. So I do want to start by um, saying that I was part of DFM, I think it was 3.0, and really how these teachings um, that Miriam just does so much um, justice to and she's just got this beautiful way of threading and weaving and teaching um, the aspects of her story, history, and um, bringing those elements into sort of like the now and our conscious now and really getting us to see how, um, you know, the various aspects of the dark goddess have really been oppressed and suppressed uh, through, you know, the last several millennia. So for me, what was really cool was that, um, you know, I had spent about 17 years in a really toxic patriarchal uh, organization and environment as a federal police officer. And this was all before I became, you know, a priestess and a coach. And what DFM really did for me was it really solidified the deeper understandings and the deeper knowings of number one, how I was actually being initiated by the dark goddess um, throughout, um, you know, deep, deep burnout and even like depression uh, while I was, you know, a police officer 
and really understanding the parts that I was uh, oppressing within myself and, you know, how the environment was oppressing the feminine and like many, many aspects. So it was really beautifully enlightening for me in that regard. And it really helped me to set the stage and uh, pave the road for myself towards deeper healing and unraveling of you know, just core belief systems and identity that didn't belong to me. Uh, and really, truly, my favorite thing uh, about the whole process, I mean, there are many things. I just really want to give honor to Miriam for being such a driving force and a really grounded, um, just well-rounded and so full of wisdom, such a great teacher. And, you know, I really want to mention the fact that a lot of these teachings that come through Miriam's work have been absolute foundational aspects of teachings I bring through in my work um, for the feminine because they are foundational and they are vital and they are just, you know, absolutely um, needed at a time when we are reclaiming all of this, um, you know, as women in, in our collective. So my favorite thing is, is simply and merely the fact that I, you know, got to receive these transmissions through a really um, amazing teacher who is, you know, in herself just truly embodied um, and really brings through the wisdom of the dark feminine not only in her courses, but in the way she lives her life. And so that is the biggest, um, you know, part of leadership that I uh, am always inspired by and I always strive to be. So thank you, Miriam, for this and to the women that um, journey through these beautiful teachings. Thank you for doing the work for yourselves and, you know, for your ancestors and for the future of the feminine. So blessed be. Hi, my name is Bindu. I'm guiding men and women to reconnect with their body and with their soul through the breath and presence. And I was part of the dark feminine medicine tree. So this journey was very healing and very deep for me. And that since the very beginning, even <laughs> few weeks before the class started, as I received a powerful dream giving me the message that uh, I have to attend this class. This class, this journey allowed me to feel connected with her, with the goddess in a very profound way at many levels, in my body, in my womb, in my psyche and in my heart. So thanks to Miriam's guidance, I was able to reconnect with the earth and to feel the mother earth always nourishing me holding me and yeah to feel health it also allowed me to rediscover the magic magic of life magic of this creation which has been always happening but which i, I forgot being too much in my masculine mode being too much in my head so during this journey i learn to descend into my being to embrace my unconscious mind with my wounds i let go also some wounds 
that needed to be released uh, in a very safe and loving way. During this journey also, I had some practice to reconnect with the earth, to be more aware and more present to receive the present moment. And that was very, very healing and nourishing for me as it allowed myself to slow down yeah, and to be more grounded in the present moment and in life. During this journey, I also reconnected with my womb and I, yeah, I, I welcomed with love some old trauma wounds and this allowed me to discover that my womb is, is the source, is the place where I can connect to the source, is the place where I can feel her, feel the goddess is the place where my creation can come, my inspiration can come. And this journey also allowed me to hmm, reclaim my gifts, to feel more confident, more empowered as a woman, especially being an Indian woman with a lot of inner repression. So that was very powerful. It opened my voice and it made me close also to what I really want and how I want to live this life. Besides connecting with my womb, it was also wonderful to, to be able to feel the pulse of life in my own body, in my cells. And that allowed me to experience a sense of oneness, a real sense of oneness really felt in my body at the cellular level. I also love this journey because it allowed me to not only to feel that I am held, I'm supported by her all the time, but I could also feel her love. <sighs> and so this journey opened my heart to receive her love and to be nourished by that. So it was, yeah, a deep discovery to feel that I'm, I'm not alone. And I felt this journey as a journey of coming back home as I am in my feminine incarnation and during the seven weeks i had many many deep experience i entered the void i touch i entered the liminal space this vibrating liminal space which is before the forms and that happened not only during the day during my days but also during the night I had some powerful dream during which I received some messages from the different goddess we were studying during the class. And yeah, it was very powerful to be guided also. And this journey opened my subconscious mind in a very, very deep way. That's the first time that I've heard those testimonials, especially all together. It feels very powerful, feels very touching, feels quite emotional. Thank you so much to the women who gave their voices. Um, I really appreciate your words. Thank you. And there's not much else to say, really. You know, one thing I, I want to say is it is a deep experience. And sometimes when I'm speaking about it, I can sound really serious because, you know, there is a, when I say it's serious, I don't mean heavy necessarily, but it's serious in that it's a really big and beautiful thing to do to reorient women to the sacred dark and to remind them that descent as opposed to ascent is the um, truest direction of, of the feminine. 
So it's serious in that sense that it's big and, you know, it's a seven week course. It's not a training, but as you can hear from the women who shared their experience, there is a shift that can go on. This shift, this orientation, reorientation of consciousness is something that I hear a lot from women who pass through dark feminine medicine. And it's a real honor to hold them through that. And I also want to say that it is a lot of fun. We're all together as women through the winter months. We have a beautiful space to share as well. So we have our weekly calls. We have our online portal where you get your embodiment practices and your reading materials. And then we have a sharing space where it is for you to put your insights you know, what's going on in your world or what is happening? Are you having any interesting dreams? How did you find the practice? What is coming up for you in your everyday life? And so it becomes a very intimate and close space for us as women to be together in remembering this profound spiritual work of the dark goddess. So I'm going to leave it there, my dears. I hope you've enjoyed listening. And for those of you who would like to join DFM 4.0, we are just a few days away from starting on the solstice. That's December 21st. And all you need to do if you'd like to join is to click the link in the show notes and it will take you through to the website where you can read in more detail about joining DFM. And if it sounds good, you can sign up there. If you want to speak to me about anything, you're welcome to send an email at the email address in the show notes as well. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I hope you're cozy and warm and safe wherever you are. Much love.